Hello and welcome to Fae Finders, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast navigating listeners into the vague and supernatural. My name is Ashley Elizabeth and I am the Dungeon Master for Campaign Voyage and with me is the Marvelous Max. Oh, hi Ashley. You're sounding great today. Oh, Max, you're sounding so good, so natural. Oh, thanks. Um, so in today's episode, it's a little bit more different. Um, before we started actually playing the campaign, I had done one-on-ones with every character and Bruvik had kind of revealed a little bit of what had happened. I kind of asked everyone not to like go into full detail when they were, when they had decided to um, say what that was. So this is uh, Bruvik's one-on-one that I did. It was actually the first one that we recorded. So uh, it's not, <laughs> I mess up on one of the characters' accents a lot <laughs> during this. Just as just as a warning and apology. <laughs> so I had picked a moment I thought was kinda I guess like a big moment in their backstory and something I thought would have been very important to them. And we played through that. So this is again, this is Bruvix and just just a little bit of a warning. These these were meant to be more serious than how we normally play and being silly and fun and all that. So it you know, the tone is a little more serious and it does get a little dark, so I just want to leave that out there and I hope you enjoy the episode. You're standing at your station in the workshop on this very cold and miserable day. Your job is pounding metal to shape along the long sword line. You've worked for your boss, Ivarin Feyrin, a pretentious high elf businessman, for a few months now, but the last month has not been much of a choice. A month ago, Edge Crow, leader of the overthrown Morhollow faction and Vale of Death army, seize control over the entire country of Alva. It didn't take Avar and Feyrin very long to end his contract with the Brynrest faction and start making weapons for Edge Crow. The passing stories of the adventuring group, the Founding Fathers, have grown quiet, and this seems to be everyone's new reality. You either comply or you die. There you stand, pounding metal into shape. Around you are many other workers of large races. Next to you is Gorza, an orc woman, and to your right is Tink, a bugbear man. Gorza is handing you metal from the forge, while Tink is taking what you've done uh, to the metal and quickly wrapping it so it cools slowly. These two are the people you speak to, or chime in on their conversations, when Avarin is in his office. So you're just sitting there, pounding away. What are you, what are you thinking? Uh, so that was, sorry, we're the friends, Tink and... Tink, the bugbear man, and Gorza, the orc woman. Uh, Orza? Gorza. Okay, um, I... 
so are they also just panning metal with me or are they doing different jobs gorza is um like she's putting metal into the forge um and handing it off to you so you can beat it and once you're done with that you're passing it on to tink uh who's quickly wrapping it um so it cools down slowly okay um I think I just kind of like slow down a little bit and I look at uh Orza, I'm like I I don't I don't like making weapons. It feels wrong, doesn't it? I, uh... Like we're crafting death and I know that like we don't have an option but it it sucks. Like you said, we don't have an option, so just Shut up, the, uh, he's coming. And, yep, um, yes. So Avarin starts to wander over to your... The, the longsword line that you're working in. Um, I'm guessing you kind of quickly turn your head away so it doesn't really look like you were talking or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just hear yelling, What kind of rapping technique is that? Uh, and you look over and you see Avarin yelling at Tink, uh, who seems to have burned his hand again uh, just from being startled. Uh, I'm sorry, it, it's really hot, sir. Ooh, is it? And Avarin grabs Tink's hand and he presses it onto the metal. Is that too hot for you? Just everyone in this workshop staring. While this is happening, like, I'm clenching my fist, and I'm trying my best to remain calm. Like, I, deep inside me, my rage is, like, about to come out, but I'm like, I can't right now. I can't let this happen. He lets go of Tink's hand. Do it right. Um, and Avarin heads into his office and just slams the door shut. Uh, someone working on the hardening process brings over an unused bucket uh, of cold water while Goraz quickly grabs one of the wraps um, and just starts wrapping. They just kind of get to work mending Tink's hand. Um, and then they quickly yeah, return to Yeah, I also try to, to like, go over and help if I can. Like, the second he's gone, I go over and help. Yeah, you're probably, like, holding his hand steady. He's probably shaking pretty hard. So, yeah, everyone's just kind of working, and then they quickly scuttle back because they don't want to be caught. Mm-hmm. I kind of mutter under my breath, like, I... I hate that man. I don't use that word lightly, but I just... <sighs> I hate him. It won't be long until we can leave. Just keep telling yourself that, <sighs> Tink. It's good to hold on to hope. It's good not to lose it either. That's right. Y- you know, I'm... I mean, like, you know, like, Edge Crow's gonna, gonna, you know, take it. I, I hear that there's a, uh, an empire called, called Turan, and, and they're gonna attack Morhollow today. To, wait, like, here? No, no, Morhollow, like, we're, we're not, we're, is in Morhollow. Wait, what is the town we are in? You're called, in Brynrest. Why didn't they just choose easy names? Like, I get that, like, it has meaning, but, like, why not just, like, welcome to town? That's that's too simple, but you get the idea. 
It's hard to remember when it's like Quentalian Dessa. It's like, okay, we get it. It's some Elden Princess name, but it's a lot. And I go back to pounding metal as I realize no one's paying attention to me. <laughs> um, just, uh, keep keep telling yourself that, Tink. Um, you really need to stop hanging around with those street kids. No, I mean, I am. It's real. It's it's real thing. Uh huh. And uh, and where is this this empire? Just why why have I never heard of it? They live underground. That's why. Uh, anything else you want to do? Um, I don't know. After all what happened, I think I'm just like trying to make sure that like I'm doing a good job as well, so I can just get out of my shift. Like I don't think that he's particularly like he just doesn't want to stir anything up so no one else gets hurt. Mm, okay. He's also still like very upset after what happened. Like he he does not want to see um. Ivarin again, or else, like, again, he's, he's just gonna, it. yeah. Okay, uh. I think he's been working on, like, you know, managing his anger, but it's still a difficult thing. Hey, Bruvik, what, what, what will you do when you're free? I, I mean, my father told me to travel west, and I, I plan to just do that until maybe I hit the ocean or something, and then we'll see what happens. I don't know, like, I... I've been on the ocean once for a job a long time ago, and it... It's nice being on the sea. It's like society is just kind of gone. It's, it's just you and your workers, and you just kind of work, and it's... It's pleasant, I guess. What about you, Think? I'm going to travel as far away as I can from Elva, and I'm going to start a family. Oh. I I really hope that happens. I really hope that, like, all this shit kind of ends soon. You know? Um, I, I think I would open an inn. And, you know, a reasonably priced one. Uh, people from all over could stay and have a good meal. What uh, what would you name it? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe like Orzin, cause, cause like your name is or Orza. Gor Gorza, honey. I'm not good with names. I'm sorry. It like it's. I'm not even good at common. You got and close. Then, you got close. It's okay. No, it's okay. I know. It's I'm. I feel so bad every time because it's like, it's not hard, but oh. I should have. I should have corrected you sooner. I just felt bad. It's okay. Then Gorzin, the because that is your name. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you press on with your day. Uh, the sound of clanging just kind of starts to ring in your ear as it normally does. Um, and eventually, Avarin Farin steps out of his office. He inspects the swords made while making notes in his little notebook. Uh, Avarin steps away um, and clamors onto a large crate and pulls out a little bell from his pocket. Ring, 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 ring. Listen up, you thugs. You have not completed the quota for the day, which I find insulting. Um, 
and you just hear like a loud hollering starts to arise. Um, can you make a perception check for me? Sure. Uh, that is an 11 plus 3, so that's 14. Um, so you can tell that, like, you look around, um, this noise is, is not coming from the people in this room. It's coming from outside. Wait, was the noise again? It's just, like, loud hollering, like, people yelling. Oh. I, I kind of, like, tune out from what like, he's saying, and I'm kind of just, like, looking in the distance trying to figure out what that is. I don't think you know what this is, um, just with a 14, um, but you definitely know that it's, like, it, this is not, like, no one in here is yelling, and Avarin does not notice that. He's just, he's got his nose pressed in his book. Mm-hmm. Hush! Such such brutes you are. Um, the the yelling gets just louder. You will stay here further into the night until the job is done. Um, and just as he says that, a noble-looking elf bursts through the doors, closing them immediately, and just starts to bar them. What is the meaning of this, Civis? And he he just turns to face you all, and then looks at uh. Um, Avarin in the eyes, and he just says, Edgecrow is is dead. The people are rising to kill everyone involved with him. Um, and just, you look back, Avarin is, like, pale. New plan! Uh, You ruffians must grab a weapon and defend me and and Lord Sivis. Um, and... uh, and what if we say no? You see, uh, Gorza is just looking straight at Avarin. Uh, also, when she says this, I kind of like look around my surroundings and quickly try to find the closest weapon in case I need to do something quickly. Like I look for the nearest great axe or whatever. Um. Well, the the great axe lines probably on the other side. Um. But if you could kind of start to like waddle over that way. I think I just grab the sword that's like I'm working on, as long as it's mostly finished, and just like kind of rest my hand on the hilts just in case something happens. Um, you're not per se like making like so basically there's steps to this. Um, you're you're working with like pretty much the raw stuff. You're not. Oh, gotcha. Like you're you're just kind of pounding it to shape, and then it moves along to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have to kind of like okay. start inching your way to the end of the line or heading over to a different line to grab anything. Uh, I think I just kind of do that, and also so I'm closer to everyone else, and so we're not separated. Okay, um, what what kind of weapon are you starting to inch towards? Uh, the largest weapon? <laughs> Again, I think that, like, he's just, he's used to using large weapons whenever he does have to fight, and so he's just looking for, like, a big hammer or a big axe or something, just so he can protect his friends. Um, you could... So basically, here's what you can do. I'll allow you to do whatever you want, um, but you can start inching your way towards the end of your line where you can grab a finished longsword, or you can just start moving towards um, where a great axe is. If my friends are in this line, I want to stay in this line. I don't want to move away from them. Okay, so you just start inching towards the front, and you kind of put your hand on the hilt of a sword. Um, Let me just see. (laughs) Uh... Avarin look. See this, this, this big man is look. He look. He's ready to go for me. You see. 
I kind of just eye him down. Like, as he's talking, I'm just like, all the the buildup I had from earlier today is just, like, about to get out as he, he yells at us. And, and as for your question, um, you, you large woman, um, you see, uh, they're after you as well. You made the weapons for the Veil of Death. Uh, those weapons killed their pathetic little families. So they want to kill you too, and everyone in the sectory. What do you want to do? Um, I think that I just, like, I try getting the other two behind me. Um, and I kind of just, like, slowly move in front of them and get the weapon pulled out. And I kind of just stare at the door waiting for something to happen. Uh, but also putting distance between me and, uh, me and Evaren. So you kind of inch your way to the front where he is. You kind of grabbed it and then you're starting to slowly move back again. Kind of pushing your friends behind you to try to, like, move back over towards the side, which is where the door is. Um, yeah, I'm essentially just waiting because I know something's about to happen. I know something's about to break through that door. And I'm just trying to ready myself and make sure that he is in front of us. So if something does happen, he's going to be one they, they see first. And I might be, uh, I might do something like, hey, this guy's the boss. You know, do your work. So you start, start moving away and all of a sudden, almost cartoonish, like, um, something hits the door and Lord Civis, like, his body just kind of, like, lurches forward, um, as people just keep banging on the door and banging. Um, can you make a, just a straight up intelligence check for me? Sure. Uh, that is a 14 minus 1. That's a 13. I mean, you've been working here a very long time, so you would know that that's not the only entrance slash, slash exit. Mm-hmm. Where's the other, like, is it close to where we are, or would we need to move very far away to get to that exit? You're kind of getting central now from where you're moving, um, but it's in his office, which is in the back of the room. Okay. Um, hmm. I I weirdly want to... So the second that door opens, I want to see if I can chuck something large that's nearby at uh, Averin so we have time to get away while he's kind of stuck there distracting whoever gets in. Does that make sense? Like, there's a barrel nearby. I just want to chuck it at him to see if I can knock him down and then run. Yeah, I'll say that there's a an empty barrel... Um... From, you know, what was being used to, like, dunk swords in after they're done. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, this is how this plays out. Um, the door's lurching. Uh, Lord Civis is just getting pushed back, and he eventually leaves, and the door just bursts and shatters open. You quickly grab this barrel, um, and can you make an attack roll, please? Uh, oh, I got an 8, and then what do I add to that for a basic attack roll? Would that be strength, or just nothing, because it's, uh... You can add your strength, go ahead. Okay, uh, so it's going to be a 12. This is a very frail man who just has a lot of money, um, so you just hock this thing and it hits him, um, and people just start filling the room. Um, they got, like, it's like, people got makeshift weapons, and... They're, they're ready to just beat everyone in this room, all the people in this town. And you just you just book it back to the office and you go through his own door. 
Um, and you yeah, make it I out. Also, I'm going in... with I'm going with Tink and Gorza, right? Yeah, you're you're leading them out. Okay, great. I want to make sure that like I'm like probably grabbing onto like their wrists just to make sure we don't lose each other. Okay. Um. So you huck this thing. You grab your friend's hands. You just book it into the the. You book it into um, Avarin's office, go through the door, and you're suddenly uh, just, you've joined a crowd. Um, so in the street, people are rioting and killing. Um, those with Edge Crow's favor are just running and failing. Um, and in the heat, of, like, you're getting bumped and all that, and eventually you lose uh, grip on your friends as they are swept away in the crowd. Um... All right, I'm probably pretty tall, so I want to like look above the crowd and quickly try to find them if I can. Uh, and if I can't, I want to move away to like somewhere away from everyone. Like I want to find a way out of the crowd. Okay, make a perception. Uh, ooh, that's nice. That's a fifteen plus three. It's an eighteen. All right, so. You can see your friends. They are very much getting swept away. I, I would say that it's too hard for you to burst through the crowd and get them because it's basically like when someone gets caught in a rapid and they're just getting pushed mm -hmm. back. Um, they're just being swept away. Um, but with an 18, um, you hear the cry of a child um, and you kind of like your head turns towards it and you see uh, a young girl dressed in a, a fine nightgown um, and she is hugging the body of her mother, who lies in the street dead on the ground. Um, Alright, so I quickly like turn to the others. I'm like, meet me outside of town! And then I, I run to the girl as fast as I can. Like, I just try to like push the crowd away from me, and then try to kind of shield her with my body if I can. Just so like nothing else kind of flies at her. Make a strength check to get through the crowd. Uh, That's a 10 plus 4, it's a 14. All right, it, it, you know, you muster your way through. It, it's not easy because there's just a ton of people and you just watch your friends who, like, they, they are very strong people who just got swept away. But you make it through. You have adrenaline just pumping through your body. Um, so you're kind of now huddled by this child um, just trying to, like, protect. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I kind of say to her that like we we need to get out of here. This is not safe for you. She's I, I'm so so sorry. I'm I I uh like do I know for a fact that the mother is dead? Like is it obvious? Oh absolutely. Um, she's she's just beaten. I kind of hold out my hand to the girl and I I kind of put my other hand on her head and like slowly uh like, uh, comfort her, and then I want to, actually, you know what, I probably have on my, my person, like, something that I've been working on, like a, I, I don't want to say it, but a small wooden duck, um, <laughs> and I think I want to, like, I want to put it in her hands, and then I want to pick her up, and I want to run to, like, I want to hold her in my arms so she's, like, completely safe, and then run to, like, an alley or something. You scoop her up, uh, and you just start to try and run, but people notice that you are carrying a noblewoman's child, like, 
they're trying to knock out all the nobles because they had some sort of affiliation with Edge Crow, who was their dictator. So they start chasing you because uh, mm-hmm. they, they want to eliminate any sort of noble bloodline. Um, so you're just running and you just keep running. Um, and can you make a stealth if you'd like to get away from the crowd? Uh, that is, ooh, God, that's a 19. Thank God. Okay, it's a 19 plus 2, so that's a 21. Oh, yeah, you, you just, you're running, and you're looking back, and you're like, no, thank you, sir. Um, you just duck into an alley, and you, you press your back against the side. Um, you, you hold your breath and cover the child's mouth, um, and just pause. And you hear riders pass by, um, screaming and yelling. Um, I, I look down at the girl, and I go, Lit- little one, are you, are you okay? She's just looking at you big-eyed terrified of what's going on i don't know i i will get you out of here i promise she just goes back to sobbing mm-hmm. um i think that like i kind of hum a song under my breath while i quickly look around and try to figure out how to get out of the situation like i'm trying to like sing a calming song both for her and for me I think that he's not exactly used to these high-pressure situations, and so for him, this is a lot of like, okay, what, what would my friends do? What would like people that I, I, I trust do? What would my dad do? You know? Yeah, um, I think you kind of start humming a little lullaby that your dad used to sing to you, um, and before you can even like start looking around, um, you just hear, "Thought you could get away." And you look, and down the alley, um, a figure stands, and they appear to be holding a bow. Um, I, I kind of I look at them, and I just kind of freeze up, and I like try to cover the child even more. Um, and I'm like, please, I, I just want to bring her to safety. This is for the world we're about to create, and they shoot. Um, instantly reloading and firing again. What's your AC? Uh, my AC is 15. Okay. Um, so he fires twice. Um, one lodges into your shoulder and one seems to miss you. Um, and you just, I'm assuming you just kind of turn as this is all happening and try and grab the girl and hold her tight. Yeah. I think that as she starts shooting and as I look at the girl in my hand, I think I'm going to enter a rage. Just, I think, like, instinctually, like, I, there's way too much adrenaline, there's way too much happening, and I, I, like, instinctually know I need to protect this girl. Um, alright. So you, you go into a rage and I'm assuming you're going to attack this guy? Um, I'm going to run, and I don't think I'm going to attack him because I don't think I brought the weapon with me. I think that I'm just going to run and, like, punch him to the side. Uh, and then try to, like, get past him, if that makes sense. Like, I know I'm trapped in this alley, and so the second I enter this rage, I just get into this adrenaline mode where I'm like, I need to get out of here, and I'm just gonna run. Okay, so you... You kind of turn away from the girl. Um, are you taking her? Yes, I I think in one hand I'm kind of cradling her, and in the other I want to, like, punch this guy away and then keep running. Alright, so you... You kind of... Without even like without even looking, you just instinctually pick this girl up and you run down the alley and you go to punch and um you see a figure um and make a perception. 
Uh, that is a 15 plus 3. It's an 18. Okay, so you're going down. You're about to punch. And you do. Um, and a figure sidesteps you. And it's not the same figure. Um, and as you go, um, you're... Bruvik! And there stands Gorza. Uh, with just a, a bloody long sword in her hand. Um, and she dodges out of the way. So wait, is she with the man that attacked me? Or what is happening with this? The man is gone. Oh, okay. Uh, I kind of like, as as I see her, I just kind of stop. I'm like, the, where's the man? Well, and I'm like, I'm basically still in this rage, but I'm calming down now seeing a friend that's safe. She looks around pretty confused, um, and she looks down, and her eyes just grow wide. Um, Ruvik, did you do that? And she, she points at the girl. Um, and as you look down, um, an arrow is lodged into her neck, and she's lifeless. I think I fall to my knees. And I don't think I let go of her. I think I'm just like, I'm out of it. Like, I'm just, I, I fall to my knees and I just like stare. I. Bruvik, did you do, and she's kind of coming over to try and like, it kind of seems like she's trying to pull the girl away from you. Um. I think I, I don't, I think just instinctually, like, I wanted to protect her, and I I still, I don't let go, I don't think, not immediately, and I just stare, and I kind of, I kind of say, like, I said, I, I said I would protect, Gorza, I, I can't do this. I can't... I can't do this. Okay, Bruvik. Bruvik, you... You need to get out of here, Bruvik. But... But... I can't do this. This is... I'm not a fighter. I'm not a runner. I... I... We were pounding metal, like, ten minutes ago, and I can't... This is, this is too much. I can't. And I kind of, I look down, and is she still holding the duck that I gave her? Yeah. I kind of, I think I rest her down on the grounds. Um, and I kind of hold the duck and her hands, because I think her hands are still around the duck. I just, like, hold them in one hand, and I, I look up at Gorza. I'm like, I, I'm scared. I mean, I, I know we wanted to escape that place, but this is this is not what I wanted. Bruvik, war comes at a cost, and we just need to be safe, and here is not safe. Bruvik, I wish you all the best, and she just runs off. I look down at the girl, and I kind of just like... I think I close her eyes if they're still open with one hand and then I I take the duck and I, I 
I think it has like a little bit of blood on it, but like, I think for me, it, I just kind of hold it in one hand and then run. Like I take the duck with me. All right. And you, you run and you run and you head out of the city. You just push your way um, through the crowds until you, you reach the outer city. And once you're there, you just start running west as your father told you to do. Are Gorza and Tink with me or they left? They're gone. I kind of, I look to see if I see them. Because, like, I, I was following Gorza, but I think that, like, I lost her again. I think that she she left, correct? Yeah, she left you. Um, and I'm outside the city now, right? Yep. Um, I think I look at the duck, and I'm just kind of... I stare at it for a couple of seconds. Trying to, like, understand what just happened. Because I think that, like, while he's had to, you know, learn about a lot of these things, he's never really had to deal with like death so so real and close and i think that like he just he he's pretty much in shock right now just staring at this duck um and i think that like he he looks at the trail and he just starts walking like, I don't think that he is even thinking anything right now. He just starts walking, like, trying to escape what just happened. So he's not even running anymore, and Bruvik, you're just walking. You probably have your hands tightly wrapped around this duck as you're just walking and walking until you reach a town, and you pass through that town, and you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I, I think that, like, he is hungry. He is, you know, covered in, like, grime and, and blood. And he just, right now, like, that's not even on his mind. Like, he just keeps walking until basically he passes out. And then he just, like, sleeps inside the tree um, that he finds. Like, I don't think he sleeps when it gets dark. I think he just goes until his body is literally too hungry and too tired to keep going. And he just stops. And as you're walking along the trail, pass out, um, and you wake up in a little, it's warm, um, you're in a bed, too big for the bed, um, <laughs> and a young man kind of dawdles through the door holding um, a little tray with some water and some towels on it, and he looks up, oh! Oh, you're you're awake. Oh, um. Hey, there, okay. Mister. Hi. Where? Where am I? Oh, um. Are you? You're not gonna. You're okay. You're good. Like. No. Where where am I? Uh well you're you're in Fayshire. Is this Who are you? Why why am I here? 
I don't know. Uh, um, my um, my friend found you on the side of the road, and uh, I think that Brubik looks down at his hands. Is he still holding the duck, or is it gone? Um, the duck's gone. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, he he pulls out a little look. I I washed it for you. It was I didn't. Here. I kind of like hold it and like I, I tightly grip around the the dock and I look at him and I, I say thank you not many people are are kind in this world but I I want you to know I, I really do appreciate your kindness we've we've all been through a lot it's a uh... You were out for a while, about a week, since um, it all happened. Um, this is my uh, um, my my friend's cousin's girlfriend's place. I don't know. It's a little. It's fine. Um, yeah, just let us know if you need anything. Uh, before he walks out, I say, "What? What is your name, by the way?" Matt. Um, it's uh, it's short. It's shorter for something else, but yeah. I, I am Bruvik. Thank you, Matt. It's nice to meet a good person. Do you want to make a? Um, and I look at the water. Do you want to make a perception? Pardon? Um, I think right now he just, he drinks all of the water first. Like, I think that, like, the guy puts down, like, glass in a jug or something, and I think he just drinks He put the down, jug. like, a pitcher, and there were towels there, and it kind of seemed like he was going to be, like, patting your wounds. <laughs> and you just straight up take up the jug, and you go, <laughs> and just start glug, glug, glug. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, like a, a big thing of ale, he just downs it. He's looking at you um, wide eyes. He, he's like impressed but also a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to make a perception? Yeah, sure, I'll make a perception. Just give me a second. Ooh, that's oh, it's a 7, I think. It's a 4 plus 3. Yeah, you you're re you're very focused on on this uh water. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, like, I don't think he's really trying... Like, he's still trying to understand what's happening with him. Like, he's looking down at, like, uh, his his wounds. Because I don't think he really processed them when they happened. Um, I think that just now he's, like... It's slowly coming back to him that he was just walking. Like, I don't think he really had any conscious thought during that period. I think he was just, like, I need to go. And so he's trying to remember all the stuff that just happened the last, like, uh, few days, I guess. All right. Uh, you're you're welcome to stay here as long as you'd like. Where is the ocean? Um, well, you gotta head down to Mythvane and take a pretty long trek over to Refwick. I think that's the closest. And, uh, if I wanted to go there, like, how many days would it take to walk? To walk? Um, 
are you, do you want, I mean, like, you don't have to walk. We can get you some transportation. I kind of look at him confused. I'm like, but why would, why would you do that? We've all been through a lot, uh, especially the people here. Uh, we'll help you. Um, I think I just kind of stare at him like a smile comes across my face as like, because I don't think that Bruvik uh, receives kindness very often. I think that like he's just thankful that these people exist and that like, because I think that the world kind of crumbled around him the other day, but this is bringing him back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Matt smiles. Uh, he's just as a little descriptor. He's a tan uh, young man uh, with tons of freckles all over him. He's got these golden eyes um, and golden blonde hair. It's a little disheveled. Um, and he's, he smiles and he just closes the door. Um, did he leave any food in the on the tray? or I guess he wouldn't have because it was just for uh, maintaining me. Um... I kind of look around the room and try to, like, understand where I am then, I guess. You look around. It's pretty simple room. You've been told you're in Fayshire, not exactly where uh, within the the city. Um, you look around, and I, I think you just kind of calmly take a breath and take a moment to relax. 